is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, it's been a couple weeks. How are you doing? Doing well, you know. It's uh, we took a little bit of a quiet week to to recover. I think we were both out of state at different times, and you know we couldn't couldn't schedule uh, a podcast per usual, which is which is really rare. Usually, one night a week works for us. Uh, How was your trip? Trip was good. I had a bachelor weekend down in Texas, Ooh, Austin, Texas. In my, Texas, my first time to Texas where I actually stayed. You know, I've I've been through the top of Texas as a kid to drive back from Arizona, but yeah, I went down and stayed in Austin, Texas. And let me tell you, it's a very very busy city. Uh, a little overcrowded and bachelorette party heaven i guess if you're into to oh, that sort man. of thing obviously we're not at, at this age uh you know being married not for us but the single no, guys that were down there and a part of the not. yeah the the guys that were single in the in the in the groomsmen party i was at they were loving that life because every uber xl and and limo that pulled up to just about anywhere uh just you know women on women just piling out of it so you know a little bit overwhelming oh, wow but in a good way. Yeah, you know, pretty for good. For those single guys. For the single guys. Yeah, group. Right, right. Yeah. Anybody peel away? Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> lost track of a couple of guys at one point. Uh, okay. You know, I went down to, it's a hometown friend of mine, but a lot of his college friends uh, were a part of the weekend too. And cool. so I didn't get to know, or I, I got to know those guys, but I didn't know them well, I will say. And it was a couple of those fellas, uh, the single guys, that seemed to, yeah, they seemed to peel off one nice. of the nights. Nice. Uh, and I wasn't super worried about them because I knew that they had, you know, closer friends on the trip that they could right. follow up with. Uh, I was just there to have a good time by myself. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's a scene for some people. Uh, I think I'm a little bit old for that scene now. A couple of times where you look around and you thought that, you know, I think some of these people just got their uh, first you know, illegal drinking ID. Uh, but hey, man, it, it's a, a scene for somebody. Uh, ate some good food, had some good times. Uh, good to get away. I was in the South as well, um, in the Atlanta area in Georgia, visiting my grandma, who I hadn't seen in almost 10 years. Um, spent the day in Atlanta and then went out um, 40-ish minutes, probably, um, from Atlanta and oh my god like i have not been to the deep south as an adult and you know that feeling when you meet some of your older relatives and you're like please stop talking um i'm not comfortable with what you're saying or what i think you're about to say mm, mm, you know that feeling mm, 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 yeah just three days of that just you know i guess i don't know days. in the sense of i don't have the deep the deep mm. deep south family but I I know they're, they're older, obviously. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. So lots and lots. I may have drank more on my family little getaway than some of the people you were with in Texas. I don't know how much you guys were putting away, but I, I, I did quite a bit myself. And it was not necessarily celebratory. I would say that we probably 
drank in different mindsets, but I'm not, and I'm not going to say it was a bad trip either. It was just weird, a little different. I wasn't sad to leave and come home and like go back to work and kind of get back to my normal life. If, if I don't know, it's, I call it a vacation. It's not like we did vacation stuff. It was just a weird trip all in all. I think that's a weird thing about, you know, a getaway for a bachelor weekend too. It's technically a vacation, but it's so jam packed with, you know, things you want to do that, uh, and you, you know, more of a celebration vibe than, uh, you know, go on a hike or, you know, see this, we did get out on the water. We got out on Lake Austin and you know, that, that alone made it feel like a few moments of vacation and get out in the sun get out in the water on a boat. Uh, but yeah, you know, anything that's, you know, short lived, uh, I have a hard time calling a vacation because, you know, I came back more tired than when I left. Right. Uh, and didn't really, you know, I, my skin didn't get the, the, the sexy tan because I wasn't there oh, long no. enough. I didn't get the extra sleep. You know, I didn't get to sleep in, which I like to do at least one day on vacation. Uh, but hey, you know, get away. Uh, we both spent some time in the South. Uh, we're both back up. Uh, where the weather fluctuates daily, really crazy in the Midwest. It's going to storm here really bad tonight. Yeah, we, we have, uh, I think we're going to be on the the north end of that storm is likely going to clip us as well. The so. library closed early mm. for for the storm. Now that's never, a serious storm. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. I got an email at work like the library's closed. And like you'd, you'd think a tornado had already touched down. I don't know. At this point, you know, it probably won't live up to it and we'll all look stupid, but I'd never seen the library close for a storm, you know, that wasn't like a, a winter storm. That's Wild. a good one. So, yeah. uh, should we talk about Michigan stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those, uh, you know, April days where you kind of look through the Twitter feeds and you, and you think like, man, what's, what's going on right now? You know, it's... It's uh, one of those times where it seems like news on the basketball front would have come through by now and, you know, nothing really too dramatic on the football side. You know, we had talked the last time before the spring game. I was able to listen to the spring game uh, on my way to uh, hanging out with some friends in Grand Rapids that day. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of those things where I felt like I had to catch it, but definitely, you know, with nothing else to do in the car, tuned in, uh, Watch some highlights, obviously, almost like the full highlights uh, after yeah. the fact. You know, nothing too exciting, uh, you know, but, you know, nothing that was super concerning either, I guess. You know, it was a more of a spring game uh, in terms of an actual game than Jim Harbaugh, I think, has probably ever had as head football coach at Michigan. And, you know, it gave fans something to, to look at. But what we looked at was a lot of, you know, call them role players, uh, seeing if they're going to stick. Uh, in any sort of position moving forward. The thing that I was like taking away from the spring game, because I was in the same situation, like couldn't watch it live. And then I could not find a full version of the game anywhere, but I found like the super extended highlights. So I feel like I got I, like the gist of it without seeing every single play, but I'm excited for this offense to get Ronnie Bell back at wide receiver. It just makes you wonder every time you think about that, what could Michigan's passing game have looked like with him all of last season? Because he was he was doing some incredible things in that first game. 
and the fact that you know Michigan was still able to to put an offense like it did out there uh, to to use JJ McCarthy in the passing game as in, and not just a wrinkle who can run the ball later in the season like thinking about all those things and adding Ronnie Bell into the mix that got me excited uh, and also Donovan Edwards went downfield caught a pass that was that was good to see because uh, I think that's that's a cool part of the offense I think you know Michigan will will probably explore a little more just because he's so versatile and so good with his hands we saw it a couple times last season and I don't know that's about it because like you said I mean we're it was a more real spring game than what Jim Harbaugh normally puts on but at the same time it's you know you're not watching uh you know the ones out there for more than a few possessions and then you know what what can you really take away from role players and third stringers I don't know so I I I didn't like try to take away a whole lot even though watching some of those highlights like it was tempting to be like okay there's a breakout player well you don't really know that but it was still just cool to watch Michigan football in the spring it's always like one of those things that sneaks up onto you or at least it does me the spring game and and you see it and you see the highlights and it just kind of rejuvenates you it gets you ready for the actual football season coming up then yeah for me you know i i look at you know some of those you know, new players i guess and try to get excited uh on that front you know one of the things when you lose a ronnie bell is uh, you, you look for guys to, to step up. And, you know, I think throughout the season, uh, Cornelius Johnson played well. You know, Roman Wilson had some big catches in a game at Penn State. Uh, and then you get, you know, these freak athletes, according to, to, to many, um, and at the wide receiver position. And, you know, though uh, the defense was absolutely horrible, uh, Darius Clemens was definitely a go-to guy uh, the entire time. Uh, and he had a you know cool see, yeah. a deep uh, a deep catch for a touchdown, uh, great catch for a touchdown, and looks like a guy whose body is ready to get some minutes. You know, I think when you look at the defensive side, there's a reason that Mike Sanders still uh, is getting some reps. One, I think he's actually a really good two way player uh, and is showing something at that um, you know nickelback cornerback position that's you know allowing him to to throw his name into the hat as a starter. But I also think, you know, it's kind of a nod to the fact that there's some young talent too. And so just the fact that Darius Clubman so early looks so comfortable, even without a one or two quarterback, uh, you know, he, he was all over the place, uh, a favorite target, uh, and then had that awesome catch that Ronnie Bell, you know, even during an interview kind of sprinted up to him and they took the kind of the selfie situation. And, and then the, and then the thing, you know, the selfie situation, the, the selfie <laughs> celebration, I said situation, good catch. <laughs> There's a selfie. Well, you know what? There was a little bit of a situation. I think he, uh, I think he kind of missed, misfired with his finger at first, caused a little bit of an awkward situation. Brought the phone back down. You know, yeah. got the right button up. I think he, I think he was maybe on photo mode and tried to get that video because I saw it after the fact. So a situation during the celebration. Situ- I think I was thinking, thinking two things in my head there. That was but, like a selfie situation. <laughs> I mean, let's let's talk about this though. There is nothing more compelling. Than the QB three battle at Michigan. Dude, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah, that's really the biggest takeaway 
and you knew that the spring game didn't offer a whole lot when that's as much of the conversation as anything. But real quick, let me let me say this because you did mention okay. Donovan Edwards. You don't see a lot of Donovan Edwards in the spring game, which is fine by me. But you see a mismatch where you throw the ball deep to him and he brings it in like he did uh, against Georgia. Uh, and Georgia has some really good linebackers uh, covering him, even at the the, the backup position. Uh, that was enough for me to see like, hey, you know, they are going to be a great offense with Blake Corum's speed that was showing a little bit and Donovan Edwards' skill set, maybe even the best hands on, on the team in terms of a pass catcher. Uh, so I think that was exciting. And then, you know, we saw a little bit of trickery uh, and some new trickery. I, I think that Michigan showed just enough to, you know, say, hey, we're going to have some fun. We're going to be really good. But the rest of it, we're going to we're going to hide and and let you watch and witness live our QB three battle, which is uh, between Alan Bowman, who who transferred from Texas Tech, had you know pretty big numbers at Texas Tech overall, uh, at least with the, the amount of time he played there. And then walk on Davis Warren, uh, you know. Both of those guys took the majority of the snaps. I was waiting to see some of the younger guys, but it literally looked like Harbaugh was trying to see who his best third option was. I don't think, you know, you're going to see a transfer, um, you know, between uh, Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, but I think solidifying that number three spot is important uh, in case, you know, a disaster were to ever happen. Uh, and I think both of those guys looked capable at times and, and and ultimately impressed with uh davis warren you know a walk-on yeah. who who looked really comfortable uh made some big time throws uh you know bowman also finished with pretty good numbers overall um though you know got some passes uh batted down but you know in the first qb3 battle i i'd give the uh tip of the cap to davis warren uh it looked How like a Looked like a good, good, solid QB3 for sure. Looked like a good, solid option uh, for, like, uh, your average college football team. Honestly, like did. If Michigan didn't have a K- Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, like, you'd be talking about this guy uh, sneaking into a starter role. And I, like, caveat the whole way through is that we're talking about a spring game. But, the like, he just looked... He looked like a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, you see guys back there sometimes, third or fourth string, they're playing against other backups, and it's like, okay, you know, I I understand why he is down there on the depth chart. Davis Warren looked like he belonged, you know, in a starting position somewhere. Like, that was that was really cool to see and, and uh, makes me a little nervous, I guess. Like, what do you do? if you're Davis Warren and people are going to look at that tape and, and I'm sure in the, the crazy world of college football recruiting, which doesn't end when you signed your letter of intent as a high schooler, uh, you're going to get some calls, some looks and, and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'll just say that even though I hate when people say as a default, like, Oh, it's going to be interesting. I truly mean it. It's going to be interesting. Just like, watching his career trajectory from here still young uh he's got his eligibility it's not like you know he's he's looking to be a a grad transfer or anything like that but uh it just a guy who like probably did more for himself in that spring game than like any other player 
in the history of college football has done for himself in a spring game that I can think of off the top of my head, which is so odd that you could like raise your stock like that. But I feel like he did. Yeah, I, I think, and, and this is maybe a wild take. So I already know that I want to fully, yeah, just go wild. fully say this, but this is the show to do it. Yeah. He appeared to be a guy who would have shown as much of a flash in the spring game as some of, you know, Jim Harbaugh's former quarterbacks and some of those seasons where you have a Wilton Spate go down. I, I literally think that Davis Warren gets some minutes and gets some, gets some reps, you know, in the in the John O'Corn, uh, Wilton Spate days, uh, where, where Wilton Spate goes down and John O'Corn, you know, a transfer who was kind of highly touted, uh, but, you know, never really, you know, figured it out at Michigan. Like, and then again, you have Alan Bowman, and, and his stats aren't anything to, like, you know, dismiss. He he was, uh, you know, near a 70% completion rate uh, a few years ago, threw for 2,600 yards, uh, uh, let's see here, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions that year. Uh, you know, he threw over 1,000 yards two more seasons as well, even sharing time. Like, I think it's just, you know, uh, a realization that between Cade McNamara, Big Ten championship winning quarterback, who was played, you know, ultimately mistake-free football last year, even though he wasn't the flashiest in the passing game, and then the, the potential that J.J. McCarthy has, like, you actually have legitimate could-be starters around, you know, probably a few teams, uh, especially some of the smaller programs, and a guy like Davis Warren, you know, even early in his career. So, like you said, it's nothing to laugh at, man. Like, it was a QB3 battle, and... You know, I think you'd love to see a J.J. McCarthy get some throws if he was healthier or even see Cade McNamara make a couple of better throws. But, you know, that QB3 position is uh, is important. Uh, and like you said, you never know where these guys will end up. You know, there's a lot of transferring. And, you know, props to Jim Harbaugh for, for letting guys that were hitting their marks uh, continue to throw the ball around and really solidify themselves and get that experience, which is obviously really crucial for for a guy like Davis Warren as early as he is in his career. All right, sticking to football, but not the spring game. Getting closer to the uh, draft. Aiden Hutchinson, obviously up there, like a potential number one pick. Um, the Lions, as, you know, you know, being up there in Michigan, what do you think the reaction would be if he were to actually go to Detroit? I think it'd be a, a great reaction. You know, even Jim Jim Harbaugh. Like party in the street reaction? I don't, I don't think party in the street. Um, okay. Not quite that far. If it was the, the draft, I think, which is going to be in, in uh, Detroit in 2024, maybe party in the street. Because uh, it'll already be a party in the street. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, the Lions in 2024 aren't picking that low for, like, you know, a uh, 10th I'm consecutive sure year be. but they yeah like you said probably will be <laughs> uh year uh 54 of the rebuild um, who will be a quarterback that season <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah if Aiden Hutchinson goes to Detroit probably Davis Warren you know I'd be probably Davis Warren honestly <laughs> probably wouldn't that be something if Davis War Davis Warren you know mid-season just takes over and leads Michigan to, to the national championship I mean my yeah. goodness um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think he's going to, uh, you know, get picked one, two, uh, might drop to three. Surely not three, but though, right? I, if he's there at number two for Detroit. I, I don't see Detroit passing up on him. I think he, uh, you know, one of the things that 
you know, the Lions have tried to embody is just, you know, it's, it's a buzzword, but uh, truly, you know, uh, they use culture a lot. And, and one of the things that seemed really obvious about that team last year, you know, you know following the Lions, uh, being from Michigan and, you know, having it be my NFL team, as sad as that is, like, those yeah. guys were not miserable in losses like you'll see, you know, in professional sports elsewhere. Like, you know, these guys uh, felt like they were in some games. They were in some games. You know, they lost on an NFL record field goal. They lost on a couple of other, you know, last-second plays and field goals. Uh, these guys were having a good time, uh, even in, in losing and, and competing hard, you know, throughout. Uh, Matt Stafford even said so. You know, the, the Rams beat the, the Lions pretty late in the season. Uh, you know, he was mic'd up and said, "Hey, you guys are, you know, you guys are really close. You know, you're you're a good, good football team." So I think uh, everything that Detroit has going on there with some new leadership, uh, I think that Aiden Hutchinson is the perfect culture fit. Uh, I think being close to to uh, you know uh, University of Michigan, uh, and I think that's why Jim Harbaugh made some of the comments he made today is like he think it'd be awesome. Uh, if if uh, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson went to Detroit uh, and, and said he was actually rooting for that to happen, and and again he's a you know Aiden Hutchinson's a, a Michigan guy you know through and through, not only University of Michigan but you know from the state of Michigan uh, and, and from you know that area uh, in general you know outside of Detroit. So I mean I'd say a perfect uh, fit hometown kid uh, goes to University of Michigan breaks his dad's record. Uh, and then gets to be a part of, you know, maybe actually a playoff winning Detroit Lions team someday. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a stretch, but would be pretty dang cool as a Lions fan. I would be celebrating in the streets even after a playoff win, uh, especially yeah. if Aiden Hutchinson was a part of the reason they, they notched the win. Well, I saw Patrick Beverly was going crazy after their play-in win. Yeah, what? Nuts, man. What in the world? <laughs> like... <laughs> People were wondering if he if he thought that meant something else that they won that game. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch the NBA much. Uh, last thing though, did you see Spencer Torkelson? We're taking a total shift here. Spencer Torkelson hit his first home run today. Did you see that? I did. And you no, know, the the Tigers kind of rallied there. Uh, what nine seven final score? Uh, you know, I'd like to see a Left couple the bases of more loaded in the eighth. Yeah, I'd like to see a couple of more W's uh, early in the season. Obviously. A lot of season left, but hey, they've got some young studs that I think are are, are going to develop and develop quickly. And uh, first of many home runs for that young man. Happy to see. I'll be happy to see. Hopefully, quite a few more in the season alone. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there, and then hopefully, gosh, next time we come back here, we've got some like real things to talk about, whether it's NFL draft or developments on the football or basketball side or NBA traps. Yeah, stuff. give us some Maybe news, some man. What's going on here? I know. This is kind of ridiculous, but it's fun to talk either way, so I don't care. We, we The next time we come back, if there's nothing to talk about, we'll just like dive in on the Tigers. Let's do it. All right. This sounds like a, a plan then. And I'll, I'll have to um, I follow the Tigers, but I'll have to get more familiar with everything that's going on but I can definitely do that. So worst case scenario, we'll come back and talk about the Tigers. Hopefully we're talking about NBA draft, NFL draft, or something like that. But until then, take care and go blue. Go blue.